0: Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for tuning in as we talk about business, marketing, and growth with our customers. Welcome back to the Stickers on the Mic podcast. My name's Hamish, and I'll be your host for this episode. I'm really happy to be back in the studio and welcoming a new guest. Here with me today is Jimmy Seidel, the founder of Snarf Sandwiches. Jimmy, um, welcome to the show. Uh, we're obviously really appreciative of you here and, um, we want to hear all about, uh, um, a little bit about your own kind of personal story before you, uh, led up to opening the restaurant.
1: So I guess, uh, I was living in Chicago, uh, really enjoying the city, uh, but I just, it was time to change, make a change and, uh, decided best place to, uh, you know get out of the city would be uh, come to the mountains come out to Boulder uh, was familiar with Boulder and uh, wanted to uh, been developing the concept of snarfs for some time and uh, uh, wanted to make that move uh, I made it in the uh, spring of 95 uh, uh, just kind of on a whim uh, never really uh, worked in uh, restaurants before, but uh, you know, spent a lot of time in them. You know, l- love food, love, the, uh, love hanging out at, at, in, in bars and restaurants. Uh, and uh, just thought I had, a, I had something to offer with uh, this concept and thought the best place to do it would be at, coming out to Colorado. So um, that's what led up to me being here instead of doing it in Chicago.
0: Yeah. So really you were kind of after a change of pace, get out of the city and maybe follow a a passion project that you you wanted to do. Um, So did you have any, uh, I mean, aside from obviously being a kind of patron in restaurants and stuff like that, did you have any experience in catering and restaurants, anything like that?
1: Well, uh, I think I, when I was 16, my first job was, was busboy at a, uh, at a pretty, uh, pretty fun little restaurant and bar in St. Louis. Uh, but beyond that, no, I had zero, uh, experience in a restaurant. Cool. Um, I've been, th- been trading options and derivatives in Chicago after college for about eight years when I decided to change of pace, lose an order.
0: And so, how after you moved to Colorado, how long was it until you actually kind of pulled the trigger on opening your first location
1: so i when i I came to town, I immediately uh, uh took a job at a subway on the Pearl street mall and uh was and then spent the time when i wasn't working there uh, further developing my restaurant it, uh, putting together sourcings of, of products and uh, looking for the right location. And nothing really popped out at me in the beginning. Uh, I was really spending time trying to understand the market. And uh, even back then in 95, rents were considerably, it, they were considerable. And uh, my uh, financial Abilities were restricted, let's say. And uh, ended up finding a little shack on Pearl Street that was 650 square feet and uh, pulled the trigger on that made that my home.
0: Nice. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, rent seems like it was a big challenge of those early days. And uh, so talk us through that process of, of sort of idea to actual storefront you're obviously designing menus suppliers things like that
1: yeah um you know that you, you 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 have an idea you about you know what the sandwich should be and how it should taste and uh, you know the, the textures of the you know you know from the meats to you know what type of mustard you're gonna you know you want to you want to supply and uh you know, you end up tasting a lot of, uh, a lot of different uh, things and, uh, you know, you have to you, want to, you want to get, you want to source the best products, you know, the cleanest uh, products, at least for snars, you know, different, different sandwich shops have different uh, perspectives on, you know, what they're trying to achieve. We were trying to achieve, you know, a really incredible sandwich, a wonderful product. And uh you know you know i always, I have a picture of every great sandwich I've ever had in my head, and, I, and I, I carry that around with me and then, when I was trying to recreate you know what I was what I remembered, you know i I didn't create the hot dog bacon and cheese sandwich, but I, you know I've been carrying that around for years, and I loved it so much and when I recreated it. You know I wanted at least i wanted to achieve that in my from my memory i wanted i wanted that 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 feeling that I had for the first time I had it uh and bring that back to life and i you know and, that, and, and pretty much all the sandwiches that i've uh added to my menu over the years you know they they uh they're you know they're they're recreating something that I've had that I really enjoyed, uh, at some point in my life, traveling or in other restaurants.
0: Yeah, I think that's a it's a really great personal touch how you've designed all of the recipes on the the menu, and you obviously have a, a really strong focus on quality. Um, you know, a way to kind of stand out in what is probably a very crowded market to to really put your stamp on delivering really high quality food to people.
1: Well, it's been a lot of fun, and you know you. You have to really, if you're gonna compete at the highest levels, you know, it's gotta be on quality and having a clean product that makes you feel good after you eat it. Uh, you know, if otherwise you can you know, battle at you know, at the other spectrum, at the bottom of the spectrum for, you know, price. And uh, I didn't, I never really considered that as, you know, what I was trying to achieve here. I wanted, you know, I wanted my sandwich to be the best, and to, to be as good as any other sandwich out there. That you can't say that there's another sandwich better uh, than a Snarf's. We we want to be considered, you know, right there at the very top with other good brands.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great approach. There's there's plenty of fast food places, you know, at that lower end of the spectrum, and you would really be entering a very crowded market if you came in there. And I think. Uh, speaking from experience, you guys you guys deliver on that pro, uh, that promise of quality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan as Thank well. Thank you. Um, and I think it, I think it's uh, quite unique about you is you have this really unique branding, like these kind of quirky cartoons on your on your cups um, and the bright colors in the store. That was obviously a, a strategy you used to stand out in the beginning. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. How did you come up with it? Um, how's it evolved well, it, over it's, time? It's
1: more of like who I am. I you know I it's my flair. It's what I, um, you know, I like, I, I think of myself as a little bit of an artist and a little bit of a, you know, creator of sorts. And, uh, you know, I like fun, uh, places, you know, where you relaxed. I want a relaxed place, but I, and I don't want it sterilized and I want, I want people to feel comfortable. Uh, when they enter a snarf shop, you know, they, a lot of people they don't understand it, you know Because the colors are uh, bright and fun And you know they're used to going into um, you know these Institutional or corporate facilities and everybody's got a little the same cap on Everybody's got the same uniform And we wanted it more casual more uh, about you know us and who we are and who the people that work for us are, and uh, you know, I think it works really well for what we're trying to create I, uh, yeah
0: know, I, I think I, you guys definitely deliver a, a sort of a culture around snuffs you know you have a, you have a great following, I guess, and that's part of how you build your customer base is you know having something unique about the business that people are really drawn to Well I thank you yes. Um, You know, it's always great to have, uh, you know,
1: to really develop, you know, a cult-like following, and I think we've achieved that in in spades. Uh, People really have taken it as their place, and not even so much, it's even more than Snarf's as their place. It's which Snarf location they identify with, because when we were out there, we meet people you know, they tell us that Pearl Street's their, uh, their, uh, their snarf location, or their store, rather, and our Capitol Hill or South Broadway. You know, they really take kind of ownership of, you know, where, where their store is, and they, they think that their snarf shop is the better snarf shop.
0: Yeah, you've got yeah, your, your, all the other ones, yeah, they're all competing against one another. I think that's a great transition as well. obviously, you know you started out with this one location and um, you know you said before you were grafting there for three or four years you know every day um and, and how did you transition into you know a second location and then a third or fourth, and um, so many more that you have now
1: That's a very difficult problem um, and I think that a lot of uh entrepreneurs get caught when they do make those moves, they have a very successful, they've worked very hard and they've created a very successful business. And trying to replicate that or grow it has is, is there is many, many problems that, that are uh, f- faced by them. And uh, I guess to, what I would say was been most successful for me is uh, the will, you know, the, the ability or the luck of having great employees that took ownership and really, you know, we were able to develop them and maintain, you know, the, whole, the the feeling as we moved it, the original feeling of the original place and then replicate that in different locations in different neighborhoods and keep the, you know, the snarf feeling, the, the snarfiness of, of the place. And uh, that was, that that we were lucky when we were able to achieve that and and, and people bought it and, uh, and and embraced it and uh, you know it's it's all about you know the people that we have in the stores, the people that greet you when you first walk in, to the managers and the AGMs that you know make the place run.
0: Yeah, it sounds like your your staff really drive that culture rather than it being sort of a top-down thing. It's almost like a bottom-up.
1: Well, it's absolutely. Uh, the guys that are on the line that make this, make the, the restaurants work.
0: And how did um, how did your role change then as, as that happened? From oh being God. in the trenches every day for, for three years, and then suddenly you're um, maybe a little bit on, on top of things, looking at multiple locations, and, and I guess managers underneath you, and, the, and then staff as well.
1: Well, I couldn't have done it without you know uh, friends and people that worked for me that uh, that were, helped me let go because uh, I was answering every question everything that came up came through me and it, when in the, when I f- by the first four or five locations you know essentially we had uh, uh, managers in the stores with no systems wrapped around the business and the people that were managing those stores were directly trained by me and worked For me and over time, you know, they were People were were left and did other things and we replaced them with other people that Hadn't spent the time with me and you know, things started to drift and then uh, Every every everything little thing that came up I would have to answer how to get to answer how to achieve to, to move beyond the problems that we were having and then uh, a miracle. I, uh, I I brought somebody in that you know helped me build systems around you know all the things that we did day to day operations, and uh, and had people that could handle some of the other would handle the issues that came up. You know we'd have you know we have different uh, directors and marketing and. And operations and and maintenance, and all these things, you know would eat up my day. I, my phone would never stop ringing, and you know letting go and putting people in place and letting them do their jobs is it was a difficult transition for me as as the uh, creator and uh, and the guy that just was managing everything at the time.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, sort of tough for you personally to let go, but also you have to have built those processes before you can hand it off, and, and know that you're handing it off to the to the right people. Um, we talk a lot here about our proven process, and um, there's sort of uh, there's no shortcuts, there's no magic formula. It's kind of like you have a process and you figure it out, and then you teach it to everyone, and then it works. And right, right. And, and we had to create all that. Uh, you know,
1: for, for, a, for a time, we were, we were struggling with the answers and how to get it done. And we didn't have any experience in multi-units or, or uh, really running, running a, a business of that size. You know, we, we were making sandwiches, <laughs> and that's what we focused on. But now we have been running a business and a corporation now it, was a, it went from a you know, from a sandwich shop to a business. Now we're running, you know, a, a company, a corporate structure. But we don't want that corporate structure to interfere with the original concept of having a sandwich shop and having a local feel to it. And uh, you got to be ba- that's a balancing. There's a lot, there's a lot to, you want to maintain, but things that have to be achieved, achievable, every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, would you have any advice um, for other business owners who might be in the same situation between balancing—don't do um, it—being a more grown-up business and and no, trying no. to maintain your your kind of family feel that you started with?
1: No, I I think that that's the right thing. I mean, it's it's, it's I was kidding. Uh, it's it's a difficult, and, and, and you you challenge yourself every day uh, to to to, to uh, make the moves, but you don't want to give up. Control that you've been that you've built and that you you understand, but you know the the people need that they need that growth. The, one, the people that you bring around you, and to, to, for your business to thrive, you're going to have to uh, you know step back, take a breath, give these people an opportunity to uh, to do the job that that, that you've uh, you've obviously think they can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh delegate to elevate is the the phrase that gets thrown around here a little bit. Yeah, I uh, agree. yeah, you have to you have to let that stuff go. Um so so in terms of growth, um tell me a little about Snarfburger because that's a a sort of new avenue for the business.
1: Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with that. That uh I I uh i been for years I've been running around visiting my stores and I'd come in and make hamburgers for the staff and and I and uh, you know they were we really enjoyed them and just you know it was just a fun thing for me to do but uh, th- this little shack on Arapahoe became available the old daddy Bruce location which is a total of 350 square feet and uh, just fell in love with the location and the shack and uh, And I thought that this would be a great place to bring to life uh, the Burgers, and I've had a lot of fun doing it. We're gonna have uh, two more here uh, in the next uh, few months and uh, looking for other opportunities to expand uh, the Burgers. So uh, we'll have two in Bo- in denver and one in boulder and looking for opportunities to grow it it's, it's it's well received the foods again we focus on food and uh i think we we hit it
0: yeah let, let the food do the talking yes yeah. um yeah. uh i guess it's kind of a good transition to um i know you said you brought on teams you know like marketing and stuff like that so how's um how is that structured now? You have a, a marketing team that's out there, you know, promoting Snarf's Burger and your new locations?
1: We have a marketing team that, that, that that's promoting everything Snarf. So Snarf Burger, Snarf's, uh, as, you know, as you break into other uh, markets that don't, we don't have the uh, recognition that we have in this market. It's, it's very difficult. It's, hard, it's a hard... Uh, it's a hard job, it's like starting all over again. And uh, you need a good team, you need a good marketing group behind you. Um, and uh, I can't say more, anything more. I mean, really marketing is the key to your success, you know, to continue to grow the, the concept. And uh,
0: especially as you try to open up
1: uh, beyond where you, you're well known
0: yeah, I think that's probably both sort of geographically and the sort of maybe burgers versus sandwiches, you're, you're in a new location and you're also kind of in a new uh, sort of category of, of right.
1: Right, well, but I, I, Snarf's has been lucky because we have a, a lot of people that really f- feel very strongly about Snarf's and I could leverage Snarf Burger. That, that was definitely a help. Launching Snarf Burger was much easier than bringing Snarf's up.
0: Yeah, you already had that kind of household uh, sort of brand name that had, yeah, that some, some, had some weight behind it. That definitely it. helped. Um, yeah, definitely safe to say you guys are pretty famous here on the Front Range. Um, and, you know, it is the Stickers on the Mic podcast, so uh, we, we couldn't do it without talking about stickers and labels. Um, we've got a few here today. Um, so what are you doing with those those stickers? How are you using them to kind well, of build your culture?
1: Well, for the, for the culture and for our customers, we have, you know, several great little stickers, uh, bumper stickers, uh, just little fun things that we give out for free to our customers. They take them. Uh, we have, uh, and we have lots of labels. We have to have an organized restaurant in the back office and the and in the kitchen. Everything is labeled, you know, top to bottom, the shelves, every container. We don't not label a thing. I think they label the light switches.
0: Yeah, I can I can imagine. Uh, you know, just looking at your menu, you've got so much stuff on there. I bet it's uh, quite the organization that goes into making all that happen. Um, well, from the
1: time a product comes in the door, we put a sticker on it. To the time we prep it, it gets a sticker, and you know, and, you know, it it doesn't never not have a label. So we know exactly when it came in, when we cut it, and when it when uh,
0: we have to use a back. I... Yeah, I guess that's uh, the two sides of it. There's like the fun side of sickers, and then there's the kind of functional side of you have to just organize all that stuff that you've got going through the shop. Um, we, we've sort of touched on it a little bit, but what's what's next for SNAFs? So obviously the, the burgers, um, any new chains or any new stores, rather, uh, popping up uh, well, in Colorado or further afield? We are... Uh... Focused on
1: Denver and Colorado the front range. We, we would like to see uh, Five to six store openings in the front range uh, f- for the next six to seven years. Uh, I think that, that there's plenty of opportunity right here. We, uh, we are working on Austin. We have two locations in Austin and four in St. Louis. And we will continue to uh, develop those markets, and uh, probably try to uh, find a uh, a, a fourth fourth market to go into. Uh, We haven't identified any city yet, but um, continue to try to push the development of the brand.
0: Nice. And, and what was the um, thinking behind Austin and St. Louis? Why did you choose those two places? Well,
1: first of all, I, I grew up in St. Louis, and my sister lives there, and her, and her husband run those stores. And uh, Austin, such a great, boulder-like city with people who really enjoy and like food, very foody city. Um just seemed like a great natural place to go it's a very funky cool place and we thought we would uh be an excellent fit for us
0: sure and obviously you had you had your family in st louis how did you go about austin did you have any connections down there or was it sort of a start from scratch situation
1: it was a start from scratch mostly uh we were approached by uh, a gentleman down there who wished to partner with us and uh he he's providing the uh, the seed capital for uh, building stores down there, and uh, we uh, w- we agreed that tech, that Texas is an awesome market and a great opportunity for us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I went to Austin for the first time last year, and it definitely has the kind of foodie uh, vibe, you know. And there's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of young people there. I think yeah. When you say bold alike, I see a lot of similarities between the the two places. So. Um, definitely definitely seems like it makes sense um, I mean that's us uh, wrapping up for today thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk about your business um, just to finish off um, you know where can people find you if they want to learn more just shout out websites social media stuff like that yeah
1: so uh, it's eatsnarfs.com is our website and we have 16 locations snarf shops in Denver and Boulder and uh, we have one Snarf Burger in Boulder and shortly we will be opening two in the next two months in Denver and uh, we will continue to develop the area
0: yeah keep a lookout sounds like you're gonna be everywhere (laughs)
1: well I hope I hope you're correct Uh,
0: well yeah it definitely (laughs) seems like it's it definitely seems like it's going that way and I can uh, I can vouch for the sandwiches I've not had a burger yet but the sandwiches are excellent so if there's anything to go on uh, the burgers will be great Um, Well, thank you very much, Jimmy. We really, really appreciate it, taking the time out today to talk to us and sharing your story. And I hope, um, you know, our listeners picked up some kind of tips and some insight and, uh, yeah, they take something from this as well.
1: Well, it was a lot of fun spending time with you.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. If you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks for listening, and remember, every sticker has a story.
1: What's yours?